0: My name is Matt Brown.
1: You know, I'm supposed to dominate this guy. And from that point, on, I did.
0: And let's start the show.
1: You think he's a great defensive player? Okay, fine. I'm going to show you that he's not.
0: What's going on, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Thursday, November 10th. 18th 2021 and we have a great show for you focusing on all things mba before we get into that fun and talking all things about the first month of the NBA season, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at Product pod, We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So big smiles big vibes and yeah as we approach the thanksgiving holiday which is a week from today thanksgiving 2021 is a week from today we are going to just sit back and relax as this year's coming to a close we're about to kick off the holiday season you know next week is the time to see old friends who are in town make new friends and now with uh you know At this point in the pandemic where a lot of us are vaccinated but continue to get vaccinated and be sure to um, get your booster shots if necessary and needed. But, you know, it's just a, a wonderful time of the year. We're just about to close the door on the fall season. And then it's the holiday season. I think I'm actually, I believe the 28th of November, which is next Sunday is the first night of Hanukkah. So that's a nice way to kick off the holiday season, and happy Hanukkah to all those who celebrate, especially our friends of the Jewish faith. And yeah, there's a a lot to uh, sit back and take in. And we are going to, like I said, we're going to focus on all things NBA for this show, The first month of the season has unfolded with lots of crazy things happening on and off the court, whether Zion's weight situation as he's trying to start his season off, Ben Simmons and his whole saga, and that's definitely discussed throughout this show. We talk about the Wizards being in first place, the Knicks starting off hot and then cooling off. Then you have the Nets who seem to not be missing a beat without Kyrie Irving and the Celtics you know underachieving and Lonzo and the Bulls are cut Probably the most exciting team to watch in the NBA right now. with DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, Nicholas Vujicic. If I'm saying that wrong, I apologize. But that's a fun team. And we get into things regarding the Eastern Conference. And of course, you talk about the Western Conference. Are the Lakers showing their age? Are the Warriors back to being the Warriors and without KD? The Suns are picking it up. And yet there's a big scandal amongst their owner that might uh, kill momentum. Um, Then we just have teams who are really close in this very early NBA season. The Nuggets, the Mavs, the Lakers, Jazz Clippers, Grizzlies, and Blazers are all between one and two games apart from each other. So... Competitive basketball at its finest, and you know who we're bringing on for this today. David Bach, host of Fresh Faces New Ideas, is on the show, and Alex Rinalio will be on to talk all things NBA. Dolo and Bars have other obligation had other obligations, and they will be back for the next NBA show, hopefully. But shouts to them, and we love and appreciate them. But seriously, this is a smooth show. This is a wonderful show, and this will be our last podcast until. After Thanksgiving. So, we're going to uh, have you really enjoy what we're going to talk about right here, right now. So, with that, Alex Ranelio, David Bach, it's your turn once again. Let's talk all things NBA right now. So, here we go. This is a very productive conversation. of the season, there's ever been some highs, there's been some lows in the NBA, but we have the best of the best to break it down as always, so let's talk about the first month of the NBA season with the best crew around, David Bach, the host of Fresh Faces
2: New Ideas. What's up, Bach? You're here today. I am here today. Uh, I'm excited. I finished up my stream. Um, I'm always, I've always had a tough ball. I haven't played in a while, but I am excited, so talk about it. Hey, it's t- I know you've
0: been uh, definitely looking at that infrastructure bill and that impact, so we can take a nice distraction <laughs> off you from there. And don't forget to check out his Twitch, Fresh Faces, New Ideas. And then we have Alex Rinalio for the first time in a goatee. What's going on, Alex? Nice to see you, looking good. Or I should say a beard. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. You have a beard going on. You're muted, oh. bro. And he's muted. Can you try that one more time, Alex?
3: Talk about a fresh face with the same ideas. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wow! Happy to Perfect. be here, man. Happy to be here. Let's make it happen.
0: Definitely, and I don't have a mustache anymore for now. Rest in peace to that. But
1: let's <laughs>
0: let's get to it. NBA. What a time it's been in the first month, and it's been really exciting and a lot of great games, a lot of headlines. People are fighting on the floor. Everything's back to normal with fans for a full season. So where do we start? Why don't we talk about who at one point was the biggest, most influential and literally most famous basketball player on the planet, Zion Williamson who on a very bad pelican team has barely played, has been noticeably gaining a lot of weight and well, on the brink of a contract year that he's in right now, people are wondering this is a good time to evaluate where Zion been in his first couple of years this guy is uh, getting bigger. Do we think he's a bus already or what? and uh, do you even think you know maybe he's James hardening it? Maybe he's getting weight to get traded. It is a contract year. Pelicans are pretty awful. Maybe he's just loving that Cajun food, as Box said in our chat. So I'll throw the floor to you guys. What do you think about the new Zion right
2: now? He needs, like, they. I don't know what they're doing with him for, like, his weight, but they, like, really need a nutritionist on their, their team. <laughs> because, like... The before and after pictures are are the the 2019 to the this year or whenever the first one is. It's like incredible. He's put on like 30 pounds. Yeah, like this is a guy who you can't say he's a bust because he's been incredibly efficient while he's played, but he's missed significant t- chunk of time to start at least his first two seasons. Um, the the update I got is he's cleared for for one on one drills, and they'll know more on the 24th. Okay. But like this is not this is a weird team. I mean, they have some interesting pieces. I don't really think he fits with Ingram. I think if they'd kept Lonzo, that would have been better. Right. Um, you know, getting Valanciunas while they had him was good because uh, Valanciunas yeah. can do the, the bruiser stuff and will give Zion some pick-and-roll stuff. And he's shooting... Valanciunas is shooting, like, 67% from threes or some stupid number <laughs> Um. this year. But, like, they're, they're, they're weird. They got some interesting guards, uh, Alexander Walker, Kira, Kira Lewis. But it's just not a good team. I I don't know, like... Even if you, he forces his way out. Like what? Like how? What are you going to get for him? Like I don't know what his trade value is because he's been like it's it's kind of similar to Embiid when Embiid first got drafted where he kept getting hurt.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Where but like we know when he plays, he's a good player. But you know what is what is the, the 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 evidence that he takes? Like there's no real evidence right now that he takes care of himself. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah, in a. You know, I mean,
3: Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just saying, especially in a very unwatchable Pelicans team, it's uh hard to. I mean, if he imagine if he comes in to give them many wins, they've only had two wins so far, and um, I don't know. This is a very fascinating character study, you were saying, Alex?
3: Yeah, no, I mean, just to echo what Box said, I mean. I think we can kind of almost definitively say that he's not holding out. I mean, that's kind of the common modern trend with the younger players. Like, oh, they're just holding out. You know, it's all speculative. But he is cleared for one-on-ones. That's good contact. Um, he's back on the court for that. Um, but, yeah, he has to get with a nutritionist, obviously. Um, I think he'll do his due diligence with Willie Green. It's only second month coaching on the job. So I think he's going to give him a fair shake, if I know anything about Zion and his character at this point. But, you know, like you guys said, I mean – He's not a great fit with Ingram. Um, they have some nice pieces. You know, I do like Valanchunas. I like Josh Hart as a, you know, as a role piece. I like, you know, Jackson Hayes, a nice, you know, kind of young leaper kind of guy. And they have shooters, but it just comes down to the question of durability. And we just don't know until um, we can test them out for 82 games. Um, and the thing is, you know, that that's kind of been my argument, you know, since the draft. I was one of the very few people. Um, I don't have it on record, unfortunately, but I, I swear by it that I was a big, big John ja Morant fan. And this is, that <laughs> is I didn't think that either of them could play any better or worse. I think there were better um, upside potentials to both in different areas, you know, with obviously like, you know, the durability, but then the rebounding, the, you know, the shooting and the, and the assisting. But Jaws showing up and showing out, and he'll be in the playoffs when, when the Pelicans are not in the next, you know, few years.
0: You know, coming into this season, people were thinking what, you know, pre weight gain, pre, you know, staying off the court, that if he would walk and maybe go to another team, especially one that needs a center, despite this, do you still think that's a possibility for him? Do you think he'll stay loyal? Will he join his best friend RJ Barrett on the Knicks even though they have their center position pretty solid right now or is he gonna go join LeBron if if this doesn't work out and they need to get younger
2: what do we think you think Zion's staying in New- Nola or what I have step He's going to sign the contract. Like he's, I, I can't see him walking because we're talking about. So for him to be to force a trade is one thing. I don't know if they'll do do that because he. he I think it's five years, right? They he they have to decline the fifth year for the, the fifth year's the player option. Correct. So yes. he still has two more years under team contract. So unless he's going mm. to pull Ben Simmons, and he's going to sit for two years. In which case, we've had what seventy games of of evidence that. Like, I mean, he's clearly can play, but like, right. there's no, we have zero evidence that he can make it through an 82 game series season. This is literally his first NBA uh, 82 game series. Um We have no evidence that like he can, you know, prove that he's on a winning team. It's so while tantalizing as it is to, to, to the image of Zion and this, this like, the thought of him, there's no evidence that like he can do it. So I don't I think he's going to get the bag, whatever, whatever he can get, because they're going to give him what, like they, they'll give him whatever they gave him beat originally with all the the um the the caveats like you have to play 50 plus games. You have to do yeah. yada, yada, yada. It all be tied to his health. You have do not weigh 600 fucking pounds.
1: Because, <laughs> you
2: know, when you said he's the biggest player. I think he's like within five pounds of it. Right. It's it, I think Bobon right. is the heaviest and Zion's within like five pounds of him, but he's like six inches shorter. The baby, baby Shaq, man. It's, it's unbelievable. I
3: mean, no, I mean, I echo everything you said but and the thing too is, um, you know, you, you only have as much trade value and much negotiating leverage if you're healthy. So, I mean, his, his brand and market appeal is only as good as he is healthy. That's the issue. Um, and, and, and also, too, you know, you got to think about the way they structure the NBA contracts coming out of, you know, college. You don't really get your big deal until after you sign the second contract. Up until after you sign your second contract, you don't have a lot of negotiating power. Um, you know, the, the the players, the rookies that are on those first deals are usually pretty shoehorned into getting that second contract with the team that drafted them. So he doesn't have a whole lot
2: of power at this point. Yeah, I mean, like the only rookie I could think of who really, like in the modern era, was, was Porzingis, like he was the only one I could think of all that that they got traded for before signing. Like a and and that was like a clear cut. We're gonna give this guy whatever he wants. Right. He's the only like like you when you ha- he's right. Like the the like it's different when you're trading like for Ben Simmons or something where you have to match the massive contract. Like when we're, you're talking about trading for Zion, you're either talking future picks or you're talking like like a. um Either taking on money, or you're talking about like a blue chip guy. You're talking like for for right. Ja. You're talking about for like Cade. You're talking about for like Anthony Edwards. It has to be somebody on like a similar scale contract. Maybe if we're talking about like maybe if he's not happy next year, and we're talking about whoever gets the first pick, and we're talking Zion for I think Imani Bates is 2023 is projected, or because I don't think uh, somebody's going to trade him for Chet Holger. They're going to trade him for uh, was it Paolo Bansheer, who's the, right. the Duke kid? Yeah, um, yeah. it's. It's not conceivable that he's, it's it's not inconceivable that he would get moved. It's just very unlikely.
0: Yeah. And again, who wants to take the risk on a player who hasn't shown his durability? Who's his
2: rep? Is he, he's not a clutch guy, is he? No. I can look that up right now. Zion Williamson. I think Derek White just became a clutch guy, one of the Spurs guys. Did. Oh, Kelvin did. Kelly Johnson just became a clutch guy. Oh, so fuck. He's going to the linkers.
0: He's with CAA actually. Okay. So, so I guess time will tell with another thing. And um, it's going to be really interesting. Once we check back in next month to see if Zion's back, and we can check in on his progress until then. And if he can get that uh, glory he once had, and, you know, speaking of players that we talk about all the time, we can literally give him the Ben Simmons moment of the month. But, you know, we got to talk about him again. Since we last chatted, he hasn't played. Still hasn't played. Um, at this moment, he's on the team. He is not playing. Um, he's claiming that mental health issues are the reason they're holding him back. Despite that, the Philadelphia 76ers have offered him um, options to help treat his mental health, and he's refusing it, leading to some people feeling skeptic if he's actually um, dealing with a mental health issue or is he using it as an excuse. Now, you know, I'll say it myself. I personally think he's using it as an excuse, and I will. Stand by those words. And if I'm wrong, I will apologize for them and take it back. But especially seeing legitimate players throughout other leagues. Let's look at a Calvin Ridley, for example, who have legitimate mental health issues and stepping away from the game and taking as much help as he can. It just seems a little fishy that if he's really battling these demons, don't you think you would, have, you would like to get help for it, of course, everybody's different, but seems just don't seem to be adding up. You have his agent Rich Paul now making excuses for him, and despite not being on the court, the Sixers are still striving in the East. Currently, um, though, as I though they're in the seventh seed, it's still very early, and they're playing all right without him, but they could sure use him. So as we evaluate ben simmons once again how are we feeling about this do we think this is going to prolong do we think um eventually you know cool heads rubble maybe uh, if he is dealing with something they will have the courage to go back on the court again or is this just another um chapter in this whole ben simmons saga and i haven't heard any updates of him trying to be moved elsewhere what do you guys think of ben
2: simmons today well, I mean, all the trade guys are kind of gone. Like they're not moving Bradley Beal right now. And then Dame is not playing well. So nope. I, I don't know how much they're going to move for him. Look, the, the mental health thing it, at the very least, if you're going to claim that you should, and you're not going to take the team doctor, you should at least like prove that you're going to some other type of doctor. Like you right. can't just say like, if you're going to, like, I understand like, People who do a mental health issue, but if you're not like actively trying to, especially like, let's be clear, this is not like a regular person who is taking time with them. like he's not working for this. So in the very least, and he's he has more than enough money that he can hire literally any therapist for anything. He go to whatever doctor he wanted. They're, they're clearly offering him a good one. Right. Um, it's so like if you're not going out of your way to do this, it, it lessens your credibility. I think they just find him as well. For um, not being with the team, and look, this team is going to struggle. Embiid is out. I think I think Tobias Harris is out as well. They're, they're missing a whole bunch of guys.
0: Yes, both um, were out of their last game at the moment. So me saying they're striving really doesn't uh, make any sense. But the fact that they are still staying afloat a little bit over five hundred.
2: Yeah, I look. It's it's going to be Embiid. It's going to be the show. And it's and they're gonna have to figure out how to build around both of them. Um I in more likely they're gonna move to bias than something else. Like they there's a weird team. Um they got they need a little bit more scoring, they need like a like a bigger guard too. Like Maxi's okay, but it's they they need like a real uh, a real guard. The problem is there's like multiple teams that need like a legitimate point guard and they're like not available. Yeah, yeah right. Like the Celtics need Chris Paul. <laughs>
3: They need a lot of things. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, I, they're they're gonna go through a rough patch. I mean, my my position has not changed on on um, on Ben. I think he's I think he's been faking it from day one, and it's sad to say because there's a lot of people that do actually have mental health issues that need to be dealt with. Um, you know, in the private privacy of you know their home with their agent and their family. Um, I do wonder how long the charade is going to continue because, um, you know, you know, Daryl Morey is kind of in the crosshairs of, you know, trying to avoid setting a new precedent with the league and these new players that if you are not taking the, um, the necessary steps to get help that you need and you're not joining the team, And you decide that you still want to get paid, that's going to be an issue. And there's really no budging. And that's why I think he keeps referring back to the four year kind of situation. But when we just talk about it in basketball terms, I mean, again, you know, they're eight and six, they're sitting at the seventh seed right now. Um, You know, Max has been playing great, but he's going to be out for some time. Curry's been pretty well, you know, chipping in 16 a game. I like Drummond um, picking him up in the off season to kind of take some of the load off of um, uh, Embiid in case of any injury or anything like that. But um, yeah, they're going to have a tough time and and Tobias has been playing pretty well, but I believe he's also out for the short term as well. So they're going to have to pivot. Um, It's going to be, you know, rough sledding for about six to eight weeks and um, you know, Regardless when Embiid comes back. I mean, there's real teams in the East this year, and I don't and I don't think necessarily health and, and COVID protocols are the only issue with this team.
0: Yeah, it does seem like a mess. And then you know, if you when you hear some of these press conferences from Doc and he seems so distraught and lost, and it does seem like a mess. Despite being, you know, the season ended today, they still wouldn't make the playoffs. I um it just seems you get a vibe that within this first month that the Sixers are just a mess right now and they can use anything. And this is one of the things Maury has to decide where are we going to move forward now? It's, you know, it, we're, we're, it's it feels like a generation ago when we talked about trust in the process and they keep getting farther and farther away from that. And eventually Maury has to decide, well, we're just going to have to break this up and trust a new process, or we're going to put these teeth, um, this team back into shape. There was always, you know, that adage that Christmas is the unofficial start of the NBA season, but yet um, if things keep, you know, slipping away, you might be, uh might be too late. Anything to that?
2: Well, yeah, but look, there's only like realistically, I think at this point, there's only three realistic trading partners. It's the Kings, the Spurs, and the Wolves. Mm. Um, I don't I don't really see anyone else flipping because it's, it's a weird because if you're going to flip him, you're going to want to flip him for pieces that are going to help him beat. But you're also going to want to flip him to a team that's young enough. So, like, the the Wolves could go either way. They could go with Towns and then they could build around Simmons and Anthony Edwards, who's doing really well. Or they could flip Edwards and um, like Russell or something. So there's like teams there. Um, It's it's. The, basically, they have to wait. I think if they find him enough. He's going to do something because that's what happened last time. They find him like a million dollars and he showed up. Because originally he's like, yeah, I'm not right. showing sure up Fuck you. And then the the like the day training camp opened, he was like, Oh, uh, by the way, I'm here. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean you're here? So I think if they keep finding him for like, especially if he's not showing up to like a doctor or like what? the way you do this, at least to save face is say, Look, we're offering you medical help. If you don't want to take it from us, just show us proof that you're trying to do better. Otherwise, we're going to find you because this is not the first time Uh, both DeRozan and and Kevin Love both came out and said, hey, look, we were like incredibly depressed. It took us a while to get through this. Mm -hmm. So I don't I don't even know if Kevin Love is playing that much in Cleveland. So maybe he could help uh, Ben Simmons. But he
3: also Um, made it apparent in a public campaign that he was like behind the movement. You know, what I mean, like there's there's players that really like like show up for it or, or just do it to save face. And I think, like you said, Bach, like until they start finding him more severely, he's not going to be pressed to come back anytime soon. Cause he's like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to have Rich probably my mouthpiece and that's it.
2: Yeah. I, I look, honestly, another thing is there's like a sneaky, good reason for them to kind of like tank this year. Like let's say Embiid is hurt a little bit longer. And you, you, you want to yeah. say, you know what, maybe he's dealing with something. Maybe, you know, if we're looking at January and they're still, you know, hovering around that, that 8, 9, 10 seed spot, shut Embiid down. Maybe you, you – because, look, if you go and you tank and you get, you know, one of these the, these uh, th- these top guys who fit better with Embiid, right. having Simmons doesn't mean as much if you can, like, kind of replace him with one of these guards or sure. – I, I haven't really looked into enough of this draft. Um <laughs> But like you know, maybe give your guys a little time. Let some of your younger guys go. Let Maxi grow. Um, maybe you unearth like a like a Kendrick Nunn or some some other random. Or maybe you kind of sell you, off you some pieces. Better, yeah. Like I think there there's like a legit stealth tank issue, because there's yeah. definitely going to be teams that you can kind of like fix the roster a little bit if you ta- if you're tanking. Right. Like you could you could sort some things, because there's gonna there's always desperate teams. You imagine if Zion comes back, you they're gonna be desperate to make the playoffs. Um the Timberwolves are probably going to be in a similar position. I think if you, you know, you're getting close to the deadline and the Timberwolves are kind of sort of in the mix, you could probably get like a lot for that.
3: Yeah, and, and I think there's something to, you know, teams kind of strategizing, you know, being honest with themselves and strategizing during a gap year where they're saying, hey, the season's not going where we thought it would. You know, all things considered, we've put our best foot forward. And I'm not saying this is the right time either because we're only about a quarter into the season, if that. But, um, you know, there is something to be said for capitalizing on a gap year because Golden State did it. They, re, they re-upped they that thing when, when um, you know, Kevin Durant was gone. And they had a lot of new guys in and out of the roster, and they weren't winning with the new guys anyway. And Steph was, you know, hurt, and Clay was perpetually hurt back to back years. And they just kind of sat in limbo, and they and they kind of let this thing grow. And now they're the number one seed. So I think there is a the test to be. There's something to be said for that. Hey, you do what
2: Toronto did last year, where their their whole team. You just you because look, they're having some COVID issues. You know, yep. you're playing in a weird environment, and you end up with arguably the rookie of the year right now.
1: <laughs> um, yeah,
2: Scotty Barnes. So hey, there's, there's. Look, let let if Scotty Barnes wasn't as good as he was, that Toronto was a stealth piece uh, for him. I think Siakam gets traded this year, um, it, because I think they're the OG and and Scotty Barnes are young enough that you could like build still build around them. Yeah, and I think you can get like especially if you trade Siakam to like Golden State for like Kaminga or uh, Modi, <laughs> like that would be a good trade for them because. I'm all in on Scotty Brown. That kid is going to be so fucking good.
3: And I, and I believe in Masai Ujiri on being able to construct a roster in short time, too. He's already yeah.
1: proved it.
0: Yeah. He'd be the one to trust it. And um, exciting times for the team up in the north. Now, why don't we talk about the Easter Conference? We'll talk about some of the big headlines here. Here's one of the most fascinating things to talk about when we're talking about the te- best team in the east. As of this moment, the best team in the East, it's not the Bucks, it's not the Sixers, it's not the Nets. It, please forgive me. I don't think anybody saw this coming. With a brand new coach with so many he, huge acquisitions in the offseason, like Spencer Dimwitty, Montrezl Harrell, Kyle Kuzma. And Bradley Beal waiting for this team to come to him. The best team in the East right now is the Washington Wizards. Who would have thought? I mean, (laughs) mean, forgive me. I did not see this coming. Please tell me if you guys saw this coming. Is this a fluke? Is this legit? How do we feel about the Washington Wizards? What at this moment that? being a contender in the East, or is this just no,
2: pre-Christmas? A, you just this, think this, this is, is
0: pre-Christmas? and they no, this is on like a, pre-Christmas.
2: This is actually like, they actually did a story on the ringer about this, like how <laughs> like some teams overachieve, especially the B. Like the first, like when you talk about December being the, the first, like official start of the season, the yeah. first like month or two are super weird. Like the teams are still trying to, unless you're like a consistent team that like has been together, like like the Spurs were always good because they were this basically the same team in and out and they had their system. Mm-hmm. So like part of the reason that the wizards are in one is everybody in Milwaukee, except for Giannis is hurt or has COVID mm-hmm. Philadelphia. We've already talked about uh, uh, D- Brooklyn had to basically play with Durant and then pardon on like half a leg at a gear gut. Um, like all the other teams that were better than them, were just simply like hurt or sick or something um it it like and so they had like a structure they like they could figure out a structure for this team they they changed one ball they made a free flowing thing it's not like they got nothing for Westbrook like they got serviceable mm-hmm. players the Dinwiddie was basically out for like Kuzma. I mean, all he asked Kuzma is to grab rebounds and shoot the ball in place of defense. I mean, he was kind of doing that anyway. Yeah. It's not stretching it. And Harold is, is a better fit here anyway. They, their biggest issue is apparently they've wasted like two, two picks, which I'm really bad about because I wanted Denny in San Antonio. Um
1: <laughs>
2: But like they're, you know, they, it, it's a fluke. Now I don't look, I put them in the same tier as I put the, the, the like the Hornets and um the the Celtics and the the the, the, the like the Knicks that like they they're they're probably going to make the playoffs but if they make it through the first round it it's mostly cuz they're playing one of those similar like that 4 or 5 team, team. They're not they're not contenders it's mostly everyone else is is kind of like dealing with their shit. Like and and Miami came back down to earth from where they started.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. I respect that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we,
3: we we opened up the the preseason picks kind of with the understanding that the shared understanding that the Western Conference was a little more predictable 1 through 8 and mm-hmm. then the East was a little vulnerable at the very top just because covid was an awkward year and the year after that was was the same, you know, following suit. So we didn't really know what we were getting, but man, if this doesn't make Westbrook look bad, I mean, <laughs> left Everywhere he's left, teams have flourished. And, you know, like you said back, they got nice talent, nice pieces coming back to Washington, and they've been able to kind of show out. I mean, Kuzma's been balling. Montrose Harrell's been 19-9, and uh, 19-8. You know, Dinwiddie's a really nice piece, a guy who can get his own bucket most of the time. And KCP's just a 3 and D guy all around. And, you know, then you got Bertans coming off the bench. You got um, the kid from Gonzaga, Kispert, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the 15th yeah,
3: and the physical Yeah, and I think in his second or third year. So you got bodies everywhere. You got a coach Weston Cell Jr. who's proven at the top league. You know, he can relate to players. And so I think, like you said, Bach, I mean, with all that, you know, all that being said, um, I think they're gonna kind of come back down to earth, you know, within the next couple months of the season. I think they'll probably be, you know, somewhere between three and seven, three and eight. Um, We won't really know until the rest of the season plays out. But um, they've been off to a great start. And you got to love the way that their team is constructed and how they're very unselfish with the basketball. And they're a team that can
2: make a move. Like, I'm pretty sure they have their picks. they still got at least three lottery guys. They have have Denny. They have Rui. They have... um... Uh, I think it's Troy Brown Jr. still on that team He's still kind of like they have the pieces where you could kind of like swing for a fence. If, you know, yeah. let's say Carl Anthony Towns wants out, you want to, you know, Washington could, you know, it's not the most enticing package, but you got some young guys that could grow with Anthony Edwards and that would kind of fit around them. So they could like, if not this year, maybe next year, there'd be a more interesting team to watch in the future. But they're look, they're overachieving now. It's the same. It's the same way that like. Like a couple of years ago, there there would be like Orlando was like five and and0 or some shit. It's it's yeah mostly do things happen early in the season,
3: right? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's funny, yeah, it's funny how the narrative has changed around Bradley Beal too because I mean, we always talk about how him being the top blue chip kind of trade value on the open market, but if you're Washington, it's like okay, this is what we could be without you know, Westbrook hamstringing this roster, you know, are we all in on Bradley Beal for the future? Because we don't want to waste his, the rest of his prime, or do we want to part ways and get as much value as we can with him? Because if you're off to this hot start and he seems to be the guy, I mean, he's just been like humming. I mean, there, there, there's a good, there's a good argument to be said to put all the chips to the table and get him a nice co-star
2: or at least do it next year, because this is this would be showing him that you have a year's stability, and it's yeah. much it's a much easier sell this year than it was, like, last year, or, you know, because, look, they've turned the John Wall contract into, like, four or five serviceable players, and if Dinwiddie wasn't, didn't tear his ACL net last year, I mean, that's probably win the title.
0: Yeah, and he would probably stay as a net as well. He was a valuable piece right before Because, I mean, that, the that, trade.
2: that's a – I mean, he could do, Hold like – what 40% of 60% of what Kyrie does. Yeah. You're, you're going to get like, he he would be better than whatever 10% of James Harden they had. So it wasn't like, like it, you know, he, I think he got lost a little.
0: Yep. Definitely. I mean, he was the, it was him and D'Angelo Russell, Russell before the Kyrie and KD years began. And, you know, I guess he proves that he's one serviceable role player in this league. And well, Maybe a fluke for now, but um, it's fun to see what the Wizards have been pulling off. And speaking of the Nets, who you just mentioned, without Kyrie, the Nets seem to have not missed a beat. They're third in the East um, th- at they're this moment right now. Yeah. Who are they play? Are they playing the Wizards? They're playing Golden State. OK, playing Golden State. So big game. I have missed I'll most of
2: their games. I was watching one of their games when they're playing Oklahoma City. I didn't realize how ridiculous Durant was this season. Oh, <laughs> yeah like 29 points on on 59 shooting like we're not talking like the the people who shoot 59 on the field are like Shaq and Mitchell Robinson and DeAndre Jordan guys who just dunk it the whole time. They don't they don't it's not the, the number one option on your team who's creating and pulling up for threes mm-hmm. like this. It's like I look, we're we're spoiled by having like like a lot of generational talents that the guys get lost. But he's so fucking good. Like yeah, it's, it's so effortless because he's just like just like he's the the built in a lab. Like to, especially to just- for his
0: tall lanky look, and he's yeah like top fifteen NBA players of all time. It hasn't missed a beat. And it, I do think whether it's a motivation for not having Kyrie and it's just him and a hardened to uh make up for lost time. And mm-hmm. with you know the East being competitive, they definitely have to keep afloat. And Eric Adams, the new mayor-elect of New York City, said that he will quote reevaluate the match mandate, whatever that means. Could this mean that
2: they lift the band or at least the, uh, no, mass if, they're mandate. The mass mandate. If, if they're doing mass mandate, that's not going to give Kyrie back. They'd have to change vaccination status. And that's not going to work, especially as we head into a winter spike. Um, yeah. so like, look, the, the thing with KD is like, even then, like he's not, it's not that he's like trying to prove anything. Cause he's, he's valuable. Like he knows that at any point during a game, he's like, fuck it. I can go get 10, 10 points in, in two minutes. Um, in, and he's changing based on who he's in. Like when Harden sits, he'll take more of a back seat. uh, when Harden, when Harden's playing, and then he'll, he can, he turns it on with the, with the bench guys. So it's not like he's, it's just, he's like, this is the, this is what we really would have seen with, if he didn't get hurt. Like this is what they would have yeah. been last year if he didn't, or two years ago, if he didn't get hurt in golden state, like this is, this is the, this is the peak of his powers He's like under He There's no waste. Like he's take. he's like 18th in shots per game, like across the league. He's like, there's no fluid. There's no motion wasted. Like it, it's just absurd how, how good he is. Cause he can do it all.
0: He he can. And he's been nothing but that. And I mean, what a ride that they have all been uh, experiencing. Alex, you have anything to add to the nets?
3: nah honestly no <laughs> i agree with everything he just said <laughs> like verbatim <laughs> i mean <laughs> he's, yeah that's the thing is you know katie's just you know he he he's he's too tall he he's he's a matchup member he's too tall for the bigs in the in the paint you know i mean he's too i mean he's too quick for the bigs in the paint and he's too tall for perimeter defenders so he's got it's an like
2: shot three guys it. who could baby check him <laughs> It's like Giannis AD and I and I assume one of the the Raptor weights could like potentially check him. And other than that, that's like it. Like everybody yeah, else, you hold to get pray. physical.
3: Otherwise, you got to get physical. And the, and the rules have changed now, where you really can't touch shooters, you know, in the way that you used to, you know, be able to check players. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing. So
2: um, they changed how the, the 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 drawing fouls rules were. So that's hurt guys like Trey. It's hurt guys like James Harden. Uh, it's hurt like shooting across the league is down, except for KD. <laughs> like everyone else is suffering except for he's just, just like tell you everything. Yeah. It's like, I've still put the ball in the basket. So I don't care. Like with, with Kyrie
3: being out, I think he's hyper motivated to just put this team on his back. Um, Yeah. I mean, he's always been a hyper efficient guy, but like you said, the 18th and shot and shot selection. I mean, that that's crazy with the numbers
0: he's putting up. Oh yeah. We're definitely, I, I, I would like to think, that he will keep this momentum up when we um, talk about talk about all of this in the spring and seeing how far the team goes if uh, the Wizards go down there probably the team going up with that and um, Brooklyn staying legitimate and talk about the other New York team in the New York Knicks a team that started off very hot then went cold Now so so again. And I think it's fair to say, you know, of course, I'm excited as the huge Knicks fan I am. Um, We're so far so good. I'm happy. or I should see. I'm content. I'm content where we're at at this moment, though, seems Kemba Kemba's really showing his age. He's really having a hard time keeping up with these younger point guards, though D-Rolls has, has been holding it down in the minute he's been getting. Julius Randle, some days you feel like top 10 NBA player right now, and then other days you feel like, man, this guy is what he was in the Atlanta series. But R.J. Barrett's been looking good, stepping up. Um, Evan Fournier, okay signing. You know, the only other real bright spot you have confidence is is Emmanuel quickly's looking pretty good. I really hope that young kid puts on some weight, but he could be a legitimate threat in this league, even as a role player. Oh, still very young. I think he's only nineteen. The Knicks. For me, as a Knicks fan, I'm contempt. I'm excited. Um, how do you guys think um, things will play out with the Knicks right now in their after their first month? <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, you got to be encouraged, with what you see, um, I, I think Randall's, you know, kind of what we expected twenty ten guy for the year. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of there's a little a lot of little tweaks that they can work out with this rotation between the bench because, I mean, I, I think it's pretty well recognized at this point early on. They have the best bench in the league in terms of production. I mean, yeah, right up towards the top. Uh, I think tightening that rotation, maybe changing up. Um, Some of the schemes to, you know, manage guys' minutes with Thibodeau um, would be great. But, you know, Fournier and Kemba coming over in the offseason's helped a lot. And I think it's been able to kind of stabilize that second rotation, that second unit. And I think that Kemba taking some of the uh, ball handling um, dependency for Randall and kind of all that weight and pressure of, you know, uh, orchestrating the offense, um, unfortunately played itself out. Last year in the in the playoffs, and I think that they can avoid that if they head down into um, uh, into the first round this year in the playoffs. So
0: the us get it. You think this team is advancing any way forward, Bach?
2: I think this is a more accurate representation of where the team was last year. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of what we're seeing more is is like a is a um, regression to the means. Uh, a lot of what happened last year, and I've been very vocal about this uh, to the mm-hmm. dismay of many Knicks fans is one Julius Randle kind of overachieved last year. Like the, the numbers he put up were not this or to anything else he had done at any point during his career prior to this. Um, the other thing was their the shots of their opponents, like for the whole season were below league average from three point range. And that made like a massive difference. And I think they're probably stabilized a little more. Look, the, uh, I think they're they this is like a team you can grow with. You still got some RJ's gonna get better. Uh Obi's getting some minutes now, so you're kind of playing him with Randall. Randall's still only what like 26, 27. Um Randall's twenty seven. Twenty six. And and 26. Mitchell Robinson will eventually stop fouling the shit out of everybody. Um <laughs> I but look, the the issue is your starters are you're know, like the, the starters are like minus fourteen as a group, the fact that your bench is plus 20 is like the, the thing that's keeping, which to be fair is not a, um, is, is not like an entirely bad thing for at least the last couple of years, the Spurs have almost been kept entirely afloat by their bench. So, you know, and your, your starting lineup fit up, fit together way better than ours did. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's young. You're a lot of stuff will, will come back together. It's, it's, um, yeah, it, it, you have hope. I mean, like you said, you 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 could really you could pull off a trade. Um, and I don't think you're getting Zion. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who you would trade for, but you have the ability. Like you have, unfortunately, like you know, you got the 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 um the Worldwide West guys or whoever's running your team. You got to be you too late because taking Kevin Knox over Michael Porter Jr. was was an absolute was was a travesty when it happened. And it, it remains a travesty now.
0: <laughs> Biggest joke ever. I mean, sometimes you forget <laughs> he's literally the 15th man in the roster at this point.
2: Uh, what a shame. And one I mean, thing since I, Porzingis, you fucked up every pick, essentially, other than like <laughs> Barrett and that draft. Like you every pick in in between was a waste.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the pick for quickly has been the better Kentucky pick for sure. But you're right. It's a. Uh, it's been a bit of mess, but we are slowly cleaning it up. And another thing I hope we can clean up is our defense. Our defense was on point last season. Now we, um, you know, in our last game yesterday against Indiana, we let them under 100 points, but that definitely has to be improved. And what was a huge
2: highlight of the team last year? But both Indiana team is not very good. <laughs> I think they're going to blow it up. Honestly, I think if they blow it up, Malcolm Brogdon's going to get a lot of looks. Oh uh, yeah, because the players the,
3: too. Yeah, Brogdon's been balling. They just not winning.
2: Or TJ McCollum. I think the the guys that they they if they blow this up, they build around Sabonis, and I mean their rookie is really good. Um, but he's like yeah, twenty seven. Uh, they but between I think you build around Sabonis and LeVert, but I I I don't know. Like realistically, the fact that you have you know at least an all star and they have. Uh, what's his face? they have Carlson. They'll they'll be fine in the long run. But they're they this is a weird team that's that just kind of underachieved. You know what I think it might be? I don't think LeVert is as good as we give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Like, like he has the ability, but he just hasn't like done it. Like oh, he 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 had that what fifty point triple double with the uh, with the uh, the Nets, and then they like traded him. <laughs> so, <laughs> which like the
1: he American
2: he, he I, he's the like the the perfect like three man. Like if he's your third best player, you're probably fine. But I think he's a little overtaxed and where he is. He's kind of like <laughs> I uh, like a poor man Shea, but they don't play the same positions. Like you know what I mean? He's like like he yeah. they're like the, he's like not a great ball handler, he's not a great shooter, but he can kind of do like he can he can you know what he is? He's the he's the new age Jeff Green. Mm-hmm. And always making up, making
0: up for lost time, and we'll hit those shots when you need it, and be clutch when you need it, and get the praise when you needed. But um, we know what we're playing with. And talking about teams that really, uh, you know, dropped the ball so far, the Boston Celtics, right now it's seven to seven. Um, sometimes it's really hard basketball to watch with so many turnovers, with um, you know. We don't see a resurgence here with like Jason Tatum not being who he is or Jalen Brown. It's uh, been quite a uh, pondering moment for the Celtics. How do we feel about them? Do you think they're as bad as they come off to be or will they
2: switch it up? They need a point guard, like like a legitimate point guard. That, that would make so much of their issues go away. Because right now, like Marcus Smart is kind of right. Like it's Jalen and Jason trying to just do everything, but that's not really their game. And the problem is like, who else is going to do it? Marcus Smart is not bringing the the ball up. He's not, they need a tables. They honestly need Malcolm Brogdon. Um, like that would just solve <laughs> a lot of issues for that roster because they need somebody. It will make Tatum more efficient. It'll make Brown more efficient. It'll help get, you know, the young guys in it. They, but Schroeder's not a, the answer. You're not going to play Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson still has the same issues that he's had basically since he left Miami. Um, <laughs> yeah, Peyton Pritchard's not a starting point guard. Their issue is really they need a, they, they need like a, like a stabilizing guard to like set the, cause they've never, like Jason and, and, uh, and and Jalen have never played with the, with the stabilizing guard. They played with Kyrie. They played with Kemba. and Now they played with Schroeder. They never had that like table setting. Like if they had Lamelo, think how much better this team would be. Or if they had like a legit like a, that's their issue. Is they they they're kind of like overcast and the, their roster is kind of weird like they had all these picks the re, the real the real issue is they had a bajillion picks they never could do anything with them so they had to just keep stockpiling players and now they don't know now they got they this weird team because they hit a whole couple home runs with Jalen and jason and now they got like romeo langford and brayton pritchard and uh kid i don't even know who else they have on this roster anymore like, I, I love time Lord. Yeah, great name but yeah
3: yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a weird, like, duality between watching Tatum and Brown, you know, take all the reps on this team. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It, it, they they need a ball handler, handler. They need a selfless guy. They needed what Kemba could have been last year if he just, A, stayed healthy and had a little more stature to him. But he's just too small. And, you know, he – He's not the kind of player you're going to run in screening rolls like you'd like to. He's more of a pick and pop guy. So long story short, they need a ball handler. I mean, they're between the two of them. They're putting the numbers up, you know, I mean, on the year Tatum's 23 and eight Browns, 25 and six, they have decent player efficiency rating, but they only do two things. Well, which is play the wing, shoot at a high efficiency rating, and then rebound the ball with Al Horford and Williams. And I think that they need a better diverse planogram set for how they're going to attack you know these teams in the east because they only do two things really well and it's a little redundant having those two guys really taking all the reps on offense I mean I I was a little skeptical I mean I wasn't skeptical because I think Udoka can coach but you know those are big shoes to fill when Brad Stevens goes upstairs and I think that having hit you know we're gonna to have to see how how this team looks by January, February. Um, it could be one of those things where they may have to blow this thing up and move um, either Brown or Tatum.
2: I think it's too early for that. I also don't think I would blow them up yet. I mean, you have two, they're they're essentially under twenty. I think Tate, maybe Brown is twenty six, but they're like a both. No, a I, mean,
1: central, are, I mean they're
2: you want those like you want those two type of wings i think it's much easier to build around them than it is to go find the players that fit like like to go find another brown you have to hope you get another brown like you have him now it's easier for you to figure out how to like fit with them but my think, think is
3: what 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 good does it do you if you, if you're a team that has just maximize the same exact needs and at the same positions. That's the thing is I feel like those two guys interchangeably do a lot of the same things. Well, and I don't think they're going to get equitable value if they keep both of them on the roster.
2: I, I, yeah, but I, I, I understand that, but like a lot of the, the league now is switchability, like a lot of what's happening in Toronto is also OG and, and, and Scotty Barnes overlap a lot. Um, it's like so having guys who can do similar things is important especially on the wings where you sure. you need to be able to deal with you know maybe a bigger wing in in um you know in, in dealing with Brooklyn or or not having like a because it gives you the ability to stay big i think not not giving this a chance with at least like a legitimate table setting guard, whether like we're not, we don't need, you don't need like a Malcolm Brogdon type. You just need somebody, you know, Ricky Rubio, if they get Ricky Rubio, I can't imagine it would be very difficult to go well, with, uh, Todd Sexton out. It might be a little harder, but like <laughs> trading for Rubio shouldn't be like that. Would that would fix a lot of their issues. He's not going to hurt them defensively. I mean, it'll hurt them a little bit spacey, but if he's running pick and rolls with the other yeah. guys spotting up, it'll give you some, uh, some rope. So there there's, I think you you need to give it at least a year with it being like their team because it's not like they haven't been successful. They've been to multiple Eastern Conference Finals. Right. It's, so the, you have something here. It's just, okay, well, we've tried. I, I just, it just, like to me, it doesn't make sense that they've constantly tried the same type of guard. And I mean, I get it. You, you can get Dennis Schroeder for like 10 bucks. <clears throat> you, you give it a shot. But it's not like working. And I I think you're finding that, that, that like a actual point guard, I think, you know, honestly, they might be able to get Drogic too. I think Drogic might be another guy who might be, because apparently they have a six foot seven guy backing them up, backing up Fred Van fleet in Toronto anyway. So they don't Drogic like there's, there's guys. I think it's too early to say, Oh, this team can't work together.
3: Now, let me ask you guys this because Mm -hmm. I I'm going to plea ignorance if I'm if I, I don't know any better, but when, Brad Stevens went to the front office. Was that Boston telling the rest of the league that we're different, we're going to run things different now? Because they've been playing captain conservation since they got those draft picks from Brooklyn. And they've been hitting the proverbial wall every year at the top of the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, at what point – and this goes back to my point about having, you know, too much of the same, the same skill set, the same talent on your roster. At what point do you look at the two guys and say, "We're not going anywhere unless we shake things up and make a trade for equitable value"? Because we've seen how talented these two guys are, and we're not saying that we can't win at a high level as constructed. But in order to get over the hump, we need to fill out this roster with the best possible surrounding pieces.
2: Yes. Okay, but then with that argument, if you're gonna you blow it up, what are you what are you looking for? Like, what are you trading? I assume you're not trading Tatum, right?
1: No, I like, would trade you, Brown.
2: That is right, you're trading investors. Brown. Right. So, so this is kind of similar to the the Simmons and the Zion thing. What 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 value are you getting for moving him? You you're not moving somebody like this just for the sake of moving him. Right. You have to look for. So the the question is, what are you looking to trade for? That's why it kind of made sense for them to be in the um. In, in the Simmons discussions, cause that's at least a piece, but like, who, who are you looking at the move Brown? That would be the difference to push you in a different level. If it was like what Dame you're not getting Dame. You're not getting I, mean, I, would,
3: uh, I would definitely try to make a deal with Atlanta. If you can, they have a really nice pieces to fill the roster and they're looking for a second co-star with Trey.
2: So you're going to you, so you're saying they should blow it up and then take what like Cam Reddish and, and Deandre Hunter. And try to get. I mean, hurt. if you take DeAndre Hunter, because Jalen Brown is what you hope DeAndre Hunter turns into.
3: Of course, no. But at a certain point, I mean, you need three solid guys, not just one phenomenal player.
2: Right. No, I agree with you. But I, I think they already have two solid guys already. I think it's easier to find the third guy. That, uh, and it doesn't even need to be like that spectacular guy. They, the rest of the roster more or less would make sense if they had like a legitimate point guard.
3: But I, the thing, the thing, Bach, and I agree with you. I think they've been trying to look to the third guy for two, three years now, and they've just completely struck out. Whether it's been injury or just
2: swing and misses, yeah. But this is the first season that they've had, you know, the young guys being the young guys, like where they've had the ability to like it be this team because originally it was that that big four, and then Gordon Hayward's ankle got fucked up, and then you know there was a that they were the weird teams with Kyrie. And then they like last year could have done it, but or the last two years, but they didn't have Kemba or the Kemba was an issue. And then there was the bubble season. So I, I I think it's still too, again, I think it's too early. I think, you know, if we're talking, if this, like if they miss the playoffs, then you got a problem. But if they're like a, a four or five team or if they're in the play in game, I don't think, I think that just tells you that you have more tweaks to do than you blow it up.
3: Yeah. You know? I don't mean, yeah, I don't mean blow it up like that either.
2: I just mean make a drastic move like moving Brown. Yeah. Right. But I mean, realistic. So at this point, if you're going to make a drastic move, your movable pieces are essentially Marcus Smart. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and the franchise really has underachieved. It's still crazy for so much roster movement and so much hype, and so many people thinking this team had a championship within them. They haven't been to the final since 2010, and I think making that more drastic move to see if there's anything left would have to be the correct position but again this is we're talking before things given nba and like you said Bach, i think it's a matter of time to see where things lie before the trade deadline in february february march one of those months yeah. but um another team and probably the last thing from the east before we switch to the west That has been on quite the hot start. Uh, I was listening to our podcast preview podcast and Bach. You said this team was the winners in the off season. The (laughs) Chicago Bulls are 10, are second in the East at 10 and four right now with DeMar DeRozan looking like a brand new player, Zach Levine, um, making his push to be legit star which we i mean just boards after boards after boards and of course getting lonzo um adding on to this very um exciting team with other players like alex caruso and tony bradley and to name a few the chicago bulls do we think this is more legit than the wizards hot start um yeah
2: please add on yeah i think they are look they're certainly going to have problems in the playoffs. Losing Patrick Williams is like a big blow because they don't really have an answer to the the Giannis's the KD types mm-hmm. without him. Um but this is a a much improved team. The getting Lonzo to like I I keep private, but like there's certain guards who like settle things down, and the improvement he's made is is drastic. Caruso's just one of those guys that like you know, you overpay them. Like once you have them, you know you have to overpay to keep them. Mm-hmm. But like it works out. the like the Lakers losing Caruso to get Westbrook is like a huge detriment. Because, like, the last three years, the number one pairing that LeBron has had for a teammate is Caruso. Mm-hmm. It's not AD, it's not any of the other young guys from there. It was him because he's just a smart, hard-nosed player. Like, there's a reason he's a cult guy, and it's not like just because he was a Laker. This is not a Robert Sackrey thing. It's it's like he's a legit – like he's the guy you want to be either like the first guy off the bench or like he's the glue guy. Every team needs a a Caruso. And uh, the dude just fits for this team. I think DeRozan, you know, kind of fits as well in his own little – and he said it – I think he said it today that he was like, yeah, I was – you're going to go to L.A. before. They yeah, he did say them. that today. And look what I, he's I think a... you would rather have him in the Westbrook. Uh, <laughs> you know, this they, they they had a good off season. I think losing Patrick Williams certainly hurts them, but they, I, they certainly are keeping Zach Levine now. Right. Unless, I mean, there's a there's a team like if, if Patrick Williams is healthy, you know, maybe you flip Kobe White, Patrick Williams, some picks and stuff for for Jalen Brown. But, you know, now you, 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 he I think he tore his ACL or something, right?
0: Patrick Beverly. Um, no, Patrick Williams. Sorry, Patrick Williams. Um, let me see his injury real quick. Um, he, yeah, he injured his wrist. And I still think they're still evaluating how long exactly he'd be out oh, for. I thought he
2: was out for this season.
0: You're probably right. I'm just finding the official word. But as I look into that, um, yeah, yep, you're right. It says right here, wrist surgery expected Miss rest of the regular season. So big blow there, but they are still winning despite that. So um, anything else to add you were saying? But yes, he is injured for the rest of the year. No,
2: they're surprised. We're going to talk about the Hornets real quick, right?
0: Yes, we'll hit that right after, um, and then we'll go from the West there. But, Alex, do you have anything with the Bulls back to their glory or what?
3: <laughs> I mean, back to the glory, maybe. We'll see. I think they've gone off to a hot start, and I think they are the real deal for the remainder of the season because they're constructed the right way. They they win with hard-nosed defense in the perimeter, and they play big-boy ball when Vucevic, Vucevic is healthy. So I think they're going to be around – you know, by the end of the season, um, into the playoffs, I still think they're going to kind of come dat- back down to earth the way we think the wizards are. I think they will be between that, you know, three to eight range, but they have been the surprise of the league so far and, um, they'll be around at the end.
2: They're okay. definitely the the best of the second level. Like, like the, the, the Katie's the, the, the box and the nets are still the two best teams in the conference, but right. like right below them, it's like Atlanta and Chicago.
3: Yeah, because I mean, look at it. You got Levine, Lonzo, and Caruso. Those are three of the best point guard. De- I mean, backcourt defenders in the entire league.
2: Yeah, their issue is just going to be wings. They don't. They don't have an answer for people on the wings. And I think, honestly, when they traded that Young, they kind of hurt them. I'm still waiting for that Young to get traded for for Jalen Smith because we don't have a, a fucking big guy because goddamn Poto got COVID or whatever mm-hmm. happened to him.
0: Well. I- we definitely hope for that he gets back and getting forever. Now, another, the uh, last team we'll talk about was this, the Charlotte Hornets, very interesting. You know, they did have an ugly losing streak to start this season. I mean, there was one game, what? It was, they lost 127 to 59. That was preseason. That oh, game was what? so <laughs>
2: awful. That, I was watching that game was so bad. <laughs> that was well, like the worst basketball. They scored like 20 points in the second half. It was, it was like the worst thing I ever saw. <laughs> Well, good
0: thing that's a preseason game. But, anyways, but this team here with Miles Bridges maybe holding his own, LaMelo Ball taking the next step in his career, waiting to see what Gordon Hayward could do. And, of course, Terry Rozier maybe trying to justify his bad start to his career as well. But the Charlotte Hornets, how are we feeling about this team? You know, hot start in October cool off a little bit, but they are in a three game winning streak at the moment.
2: How do you feel about these Hornets? I I hate this team. This team makes me so mad. <laughs> I, keep, I keep thinking like, let's look like I keep thinking LaBell is going to be worse than he is. Like he, when he was drafted, like every statistic told you that he was like a bad defender and he wasn't going to be like, like he wasn't going to be able to shoot and all this stuff. And then he turns out he could. And then like this year, he's still doing the same type of shit. Except Miles Bridges is way better. Who I really like. I like Miles Bridges a lot. Yeah, Um,
0: he's turning into a real good ball player.
2: Like he's probably going to come down to earth. he's averaging like twenty seven a game. He's not going to be averaging that much like for the rest of the season. But he could be. You know, I love I love their draft. They had between Boat Knight and um and uh Kai Jones. They had a good draft as well. But like this is a you know this is a good young team. This is kind of how you build correctly. So they you know they got some. They They certainly need a better center. Like
0: uh, <laughs> a couple years away, away
2: uh, yeah, from I mean, real dominance, they, they're gonna have to open up the bag for, for bridges, they're gonna have to open up the bag for LaMelo. But you know, other than that, you have a uh, they're gonna be a destination in the east at this point. Like, guys are gonna start looking at the because they would have made the playoffs last, they were like the, the the fourth seed at one point last year, and then LaMelo missed like 90% of the season after that. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's no reason to think that they're not going to be a – like, look, think about it. Like, a couple of years ago, their best signing was Al Jefferson. Like, he was their, like, third-best player in franchise history. <laughs> it's been a long time since
0: those good old days. Um, yeah. Do we feel this is um, – Rinella, do we feel this Hornets team is an example of a team to really, really look out for? And they're starting to plant the seeds to – maybe being a big name themselves.
3: Yeah. They'll definitely be a destination for years to come. I mean, they're just young. They're learning how to win. And that's really the biggest thing. I mean, they lost four or five recently on their slide, but they've started off hot to start the year. And, you always look for teams to have good balance both offensively and defensively. I mean, you're getting good production from bridges and Hayward and Rosier and LaMelo are a really nice compliment in the backcourt. So yeah, you're going to have to open up and pay money, you know, down the road in a couple of years, but you can restructure a lot of the other contracts um, outside of LaMelo and bridges. So I think that the sky's the limit with them, as long as they continue to progress and learn how to win throughout the season. I think they will be, I think they will be fighting, you know, Between the four and eight seeds by the end of the year.
0: Okay, okay. So let's talk about the West. Let's start it off with Alex's team, the Lakers. Oh man, people leave your team and uh, really make the most of themselves. We have LeBron. I don't know. I don't want to question someone's injury, but um, (laughs) again, it's a other fishy things in this world. He's supposed to come back on Friday. Uh and uh you know this team is just a game above 500 right now you panicking yet alex are people uh old guy jokes justifying themselves yeah. or what I, i've learned the hard way that you don't panic until lebron comes back um
3: no i mean there you know there there's good things and bad things to take from the experiment that this this roster has shown so far i mean for one ad has been a phenomenal leader he's talked talk about mm-hmm. a turnaround in one year from injury and coming back from injury um to this year i mean he's been 24 and 10. the two and a half 2.1 blocks up until this point has been phenomenal it just shows he's a dominant force inside um he's definitely been in the enforcer i here's the thing with westbrook and it's just it's never going to go away He's averaging 19-8-8, but it's the turnovers, man. I mean, it's just poor judgment after – Number one. If he just turned down – if he just reduced the turnovers, he would would be able to alleviate the weight of LeBron's workload throughout the rest of the season. That's the only reason they brought him this year was, in addition to making a long playoff push into a championship, they brought him to take 20, 30 games off of LeBron's plate. And the more you continue to turn the ball over – the more you put the team in harm's way to lose. And that's what he's been doing. And and that's the issue. The, the only issue I have with this team. I mean, Melo's been godsend. He's been balling out. I really yeah, like how the, about Austin, that? <laughs> I really like the late draft pick they had. Austin Reeves out of Oklahoma. Um, he would, no, know, I don't think anybody saw him coming besides the March Madness tournament, but he's been unbelievable playing defense on both sides of the ball for that matter. Um, And yeah, and then, I mean, you know, you got guys like Malik Monk, playing a big game here and there. But the, the, the point is, I think that they have the talent, the bodies, to be back in the finals by the by by the summertime next year. But Westbrook's got to start taking care of the ball and just understanding to live for another play and stop putting the team in harm's way.
2: Well, I mean, there's other things, too. THT came back last night. Um, so he's, he can definitely give you another ball handler because he's a bigger dude. Um, and the other thing with Westbrook is, like – He starts slow. Like, every season, he starts poorly. And the second half, he turns it on. He's a much better player. And also, this is like he's he's never really played in this situation where there's, like, truly another dominant ball handler. Like, the closest you can say to that would be when, like, right when they made the finals Oklahoma City. But he was the point guard. Like, Like, when you're playing on LeBron's team, it's LeBron's. This is not like you know, I still think I'm better than KD because I'm 22. It's, it's my team. It's LeBron's team. So he's still trying to figure that out. They are light on shooting. They're missing a bunch of guys. I don't think, um, Wayne Ellington's back. Uh, they're still missing Trevor Ariza. Like, this is a work in progress. Yeah, they're old, but you, they're, they there's no reason to count them out totally. They still have LeBron. They still have AD. They'll uh, between LeBron and and Frank Vogel, they'll have enough intelligence to figure out how to maximize Westbrook. Because you know, you know, LeBron is hyping up Westbrook all the time to try to figure out how to get him to get it.
0: <laughs> yes, and I think it's fair to say that the secret to their success is Westbrook's performance at this point. And as you said, it's time will tell, and you know. As a common theme with this podcast, it it isn't Thanksgiving, even Thanksgiving yet. While we're starting to see the seeds getting planted, it's going to be interesting to see how these teams grow into their own. And I think the Lakers are one of the most popular examples of that moving forward. And with that, with the seeds and switching, you know, as everybody got to talk about their team, Bach, of course, it's your turn with the four and nine Spurs. How you feeling about them? Is uh, pop gonna? Is Popovich gonna just say "fuck it"? I'm retiring, and then finally, will this be the the uh, changing moment, or um, are they just gonna go run into it and be legit?
2: No, I think I think they're gonna they're not gonna be legit. Like we have actual like we're not going to be bad. Like we're not gonna be out of game. Like there'll be games we lose just because we can't shoot. But they're gonna fight hard. There's, there's gonna like we're gonna fight against like the Lakers. We're gonna fight against the teams that are clearly better than us. But DeJounte Murray's looking really good. I'm impressed with Kevin, uh, with with, with Kelvin. Um Devin vassell's playing very, very well. Um I look, I'm still mad about the primo pick. Um, <laughs> I, 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 wish it'd been somebody else. Like I, I we certainly could use Sangoon or Kai Jones right now. Um, but you know, we got, we got some good young guys. We'll, we'll be bad. Hopefully we're bad enough to get one of those, uh, those big dudes. Hopefully we don't end up with that fucking center from Memphis. That would just not be another pick that we needed. Um, but like, no, I We're an interesting team where, you know, this is the first time in a while for rebuilding, but, uh, you know, where I'm happy. I think, look. I do think that this would realistically be one of the destinations for Ben Simmons. We do like Bryn Forbes and and Derek White and like Lonnie for for Ben Simmons and like a pick because um, I I think he would he would fit a lot uh, a lot of our issues is we we don't really have a wing mm-hmm. like we're kind of go, we're, we're we're top and bottom heavy in the sense that like we don't have bigs but it's it's like Portal has been really good like his passing is like i'm not saying he's Jokic, but he you know he could be prime Jokim noah
0: <laughs> as long as he doesn't get his brothers on uh his enemies too why not but you're that's, a little yeah
2: I actually i do have a lot of stats like the ringer piece on the numbers that Jokic is putting up is like fucking mind-blowing the like, the, the the things that he is so just for record so um Just reading this paragraph, Jokic's basic counting stats are impressive enough. He's on pace pace to become the only fifth player to average 20, 10, and 5 more than just once, joining Giannis, Oscar Robinson, Wilt, and peak Unleashed Westbrook post-KD. The advanced numbers are jaw-dropping. He leads the NBA in value over replacement player, box plus minus, win shares per 48, player efficiency rating, estimated plus minus, and 538's Raptor and wins above replacement metrics, on top of having the highest single season pure or uh ws over 45 like the numbers this dude is putting up are just so ridiculous it, yeah. like the the mvp is him westbrook or him curry and durant
0: and he watching him you see that old school style of basketball it gives a lot of the 90s vibes of pure perimeter in your face and again i mean he will literally you know ask the um as Marquise Morris, what happens if you piss him off? He'll just push so you down, run into guys. you. Then the, the and, Morris
2: twins are fake tough guys.
0: <laughs> Speaking of that, I know this is an old story, but the Jokic brothers and them starting beef—they start. They just make up a, a Instagram called. The Jokic brothers has fifty thousand followers, you know, literally threatening them blatantly on um social media like that. But hey, I uh I guess that's how they
2: do it. it. You guys just find that funny or anything? I mean, it was a funny story. It was it was like it was like a week of guys just to, like getting angry and fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, but like, that wasn't even much. The, the the couple fights that
0: has signed Rudy Gobert and um. Miles Turner, Miles Turner, that that really wasn't that was really nothing. But, you know, just see the passion in his back with these NBA games and um, talking about passion. Right. You have the Warriors not missing a beat st- as they still wait for Klay Thompson. Curry, you know, just just being fucking amazing right now. Uh, like you said, MVP candidate. Already, Andrew Wiggins really turning into his own, being a, starting to become a legit start himself. And, um, you know, having Steph Kerr, um, you know, having Kerr out there leading this team to much success. And they're one of the best teams in the West right now. How are we feeling about the Warriors and um, how much is Clay Thompson going to contribute once he comes
2: back? Well, they have the luxury of working him back in. Like he doesn't have to play back to backs. He doesn't have to play the three and four nights or the five and four whatever they do. Like they can work him. Like they have the luxury of that their young guys are getting experience. They're also missing Wiseman, so that like they have the, the the time to like put get Clay back into peak Clay. Because look, the real question is how much can he defend? Like mm-hmm. when you when you shoot the way he does. Like he could come in and if he didn't have to guard anybody, he could probably run around circles and, and score twenty at least a couple of games this season. And we'll probably have one or two like we're gonna have a clay a clay moment at least once this season, uh, where he he goes like six for seven or 15 threes in a game or some some stupid number like that he does all the time. It but I this is this is a legitimate title contending team and it was much faster and better than I thought they were.
0: Yeah. Right. I think that's the, uh, I know. And I said that I really think the Warriors will win the West, but I thought like a lot of these teams is going to be something that grows into this legitimate team, but now they're, uh, you know, just adding up to the wins at this point, you feel the same way, Alex?
3: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, staff looks back to MVP form. I think he's on a mission this year. Um, back healthy and whatnot. Um, Wiggins has been a huge contributor. You know, eighteen and four on the year. Um, Draymond's been able to you know get back to his old self, initiating the offense and and really bolstering that defense down. You know, down at the bottom of the paint. Um, yeah, and, and 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 like Fox said, you know, when they get Wiseman back um, and they get Clay back, I mean, they're going to be like unstoppable because we, you've gotten more production you could even imagine from you know, guys like, you know, Damon Lee and Poole and kind Anderson. And that's just going to contribute to, um, how fluid this offense is. It's going to force guys to come out of the paint, um, open things up even more to chase out them to run up on them and at three point line. So, um, this team, I expect to be there at the end of the year. Um, You know the Western Conference Finals, and I think a lot, including Vegas, had the same outcome for them as well. They they look they look unbelievable. I kudos Steve Kerr for turning this thing around in short order and being able to balance the minutes and you know the time frame for these guys' development too.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we see the Warriors back in the finals after this quote unquote rebuild, it really be one of the most fascinating turnarounds um, in NBA history. It really will be.
2: So, well, the, the other thing is like they're recharged, like part of the reason they, they, they didn't win a couple of years ago in Toronto was injuries. And that, that yeah. part of it is could be chalked up to the fact that they played like an extra season in playoff games over that, like five year stretch. So, you know, having clay be out for two years, having step basically took like a year and a half off. Yep it recharges you. It, it like adds a, a year or two to your career. It's the same thing that like LeBron, like let's be clear. The Lakers probably would not have won the <laughs> the, uh, the bubble title. If they didn't take three months off to recharge LeBron. Yep. Like having these guys having that time off makes a huge difference. And part of it is like Steve Kerr, I think had to, to change how he played because he had a, The like the level of intelligence that he had during the 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 peak teams with like Durant and stuff was just they didn't have that so you had to like figure out how to get some of these younger guys and let them understand things and you know Wiseman's a young guy like Wiseman would have been would not be considered like a negative if he was on if he had gone third like if he had been able to play through his mistakes and stuff but it's a different story when you're in like a Golden State team that has you know winning aspirations and especially in. They're like, yeah, it's a very read and react. You have to be a smart, high-level guy to to do it. That's why, like, all their subs were like you could always and Sean Livingston. they were smart dudes and it was high-level court. So I think that that's a lot of uh, the positives for that. Time.
0: Warriors coming out to play, especially in that basketball IQ, and talking about the other, another, I should say, another. West coast team that has been really exciting people. Despite starting one in three, this team has not lost since nine game winning streak. The Phoenix suns amongst their, uh, their owner being investigated for toxic works environments. The sun's uh, not, pay, not losing strides in um, this next year, really wanting to get back to that final spot in the, for the West coast. How do we feel about the suns right now?
2: I honestly both I I they're one of the teams I picked to go to the finals. And my answer to that hasn't really changed. they the part of it is similar to what happens with Washington. A lot of the but they'll stay, But they'll stay this a, way. They, well, no, they'll they're they're more likely to stay because a lot of the teams at the top this season in both conferences had like legitimate questions or are dealing with injuries in the case of the Bucks, where like Phoenix is essentially the same team. They just kind of swapped um, what's his face? Sark for uh, Javel McGate. and so they, they they have like legitimate uh reasons to be good because they they're just rolling it back and a lot, especially where like every other good team is either dealing with chemistry issues or injuries or everything else. It makes sense if you know who you are, you can be fine.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. If you know you can, who you are, you can be fine. And you know, beating really intimidating teams. Twenty
2: going into the fourth on the Nets,
0: (laughs) and that was a hot ticket too. But there should have been more buzz (laughs) on that game. But yeah, like you were saying, Bach. I I see this team you know, not missing a strive. I think it will be interesting to see where things will turn, momentum shift, you know, amongst this investigation. I think that's something worth considering. But for now, I, um, but for now, winning here's all, and winning also creates distractions. And a team that's not winning, the Houston Rockets, Bach. I have a quote from you from our season preview. Don't worry, it's not criminating or anything. And I did not Change your influences, but you said this during our um, NBA
1: preview.
2: Um, I was watching summer league. I watched like all the Rockets summer leagues. Holy shit, that team is going to be good in a couple
1: years. (laughs) Now I did that. That's a caveat. In a couple years, years. yeah, exactly.
0: To be fair, you said a couple years. I didn't influence it to change that, but you know, the team that is one in fourteen right now, um, one in thirteen, who've lost their last twelve straight, (laughs) again.
2: I don't know. The team's trying they're, they're to figure not, it out. They don't. They don't know who really the point guard is. They don't know if it's Kevin. They don't know if they have Kevin Porter going can play point guard. They got some nice. Look, Kevin Porter. Look, Jalen Green is going to be really good. That kid is going to be really good. Segun, <laughs> I'm still. He's at the very least, he's going to be serviceable. Yeah, I, I don't know what they have. Christopher. I mean, that's a nice swing. They 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 got um Yabusele, I believe, as well. Like yeah. they have some interesting pieces. They're going to be bad. But they're going to be fun bad, where it's like, oh, this team could be like good in the future. Like not they—they're going to be bad, and they're going to be like arguing with Oklahoma City about like, who's going to tank harder. But it's not because Oklahoma, like Oklahoma City, is going to blatantly tank. Like Shea is not finishing this season, playing all the games. They're going to sit him in like February. Um, Houston is going to light up. They're just going to be bad because they're young. Like, do you think this is? Oh, you're totally right. But do you feel like this is? Really, really bad, or it's just you know, it is what it is. They're bad because they're young. Like, like I don't know who's like really, really bad in this league. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know if there's teams that are like legitimately, truly terrible. I can tell like, you right now. Huh? Nope. <laughs> I can tell you right now. Rockets, Pelicans, the, the Pelicans, that that's like a bad team. But that they have like hope. There's no teams that's like objectively uh, like terrible where you can see that there's like nothing. Like there's some teams that aren't as good. But there's no like like we're not talking like the early two thousands, uh the early, uh, early two thousand ten Nets, where it's like objectively hopeless.
1: Or like early two thousands.
2: They're 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 you know bad. They're, they're 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 mostly just young. Like it the, is like, like it even even forever. Orlando, which was considered like the number one shittiest team. Like Cole Anthony's ball in they beat the Knicks. At home Cole too. Anthony's ball in. Uh 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 Franz <laughs> Wagner is really good. Um Jalen's uh, you know, Mo Bamba looks like an NBA player. Like they have some some itch- Argent Hampton grew two inches. I don't <laughs> know if he's done anything, but <laughs> I would hope
3: he looks like an NBA player.
2: Yeah, like, like they have something like there's no team that you look at as like, yeah, they're just objectively terrible. And they're just objectively oh, terrible know, for like no man. good reason.
0: Oh. <laughs> hey, like you said, it's I, not been a couple of years yet. So it, the, the uh, prediction still <laughs> out there. But yeah. hey, you know, time will tell with that. And um, I don't know. The, the Warriors were pretty awful at one point right before the resurgence. It happens. It's sports. And um, well,
2: Shouts to the loyal Rocket fans, I guess that's all I can say. Yeah, you had your almost winning. You almost won a you almost won an Easter conference finals one time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, <laughs> look, I as much as I, I think if you really asked them and be like, would you rather go back to the James Harden Rockets and watch how fucking boring that team was? Or would you rather like suck for a couple of years with this team? I think they'd kind yeah. of rather suck because it's certainly more entertaining. Like watching the Rockets on with James Harden was kind of unbearable.
3: You know, you know what was dangerous and abysmally bad and really painful to watch. That was also entertaining. That was in the same state. Was the Astro World tour?
1: Oh, <laughs> oh goodness.
2: it must be a Houston thing. I don't know.
0: Well, we definitely say the rest in peace. Team just
2: win the, the the World Series.
0: They were in it and lost um, in six games They're against good. Atlanta. They're but true. definitely rest in peace to the uh, victims of the Astro World yes. disaster. But. Anyways, yes, Houston. Um, Houston's got. We have a problem. Yeah, they.
2: they yeah, the problem is they're, they're like three years out. <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe
2: six. Fair enough. We have the proof. Look, so, um, I'm pretty sure with like, there's a good chance that the Rockets make the playoffs probably before the Kings do. <laughs> and I'm like hesitant to say the Pelicans as well, but I don't know if Zion shows up again. That they're like kind of good yeah we'll see um oh like like even the worst teams are, like you can't say the pistons are just like awful like they're bad but it's not because they're like kate coming like they're, they're, they're a poorly put together roster with shitty players they're just kind of young
3: no they've been bad that's why they're young <laughs> well,
2: yeah because they blew it up and, and now they're, they're learning and apparently killian Hayes is terrible i the the last
0: um houston related um question for john wall so once he comes back healthy, is he definitely getting moved or are
2: they going to make him suffer too? <laughs> I I think it, it varies because he still has a lot on his contract. So it depends on yeah. if they think they can find a partner or if they want to buy him out. Cause John Wall would be a solid player for the, the, the Celtics. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause it just depends. Like it depends on how desperate certain teams are. Like if, if somebody thinks that they can get like a Chris Paul boost from getting John Wall, and they have like the cap space for it. They, mm-hmm. It just depends on where, like, who can look for. Because there's only a handful of teams that can, um, like do this. Also, you know, I I hate to say this, but like, we we didn't talk enough. This this rookie class is like really good. Like, oh, they, yeah. I didn't expect them to be there. like Evan Mobley working in fucking Cleveland. Like, what the hell? Yeah, is this, despite him being her right now, lineup is so stupid that it works. Yeah. It's just so so frustrating. Um. Kate Cunningham like, has been excited to watch.
3: Prepared. Huh? These kids are more prepared. I think the college game is elevated a little more, and I think they're more ready when they come out.
0: Yeah, these are much older and more mature players for sure.
2: I mean, but
3: they're all like... the sure. Yeah.
2: Yep. But uh, Holy shit, the Mobley thing the, the, with the three bigs is... I, I, it's kind of working, but it's its weird. I it's a weird Quentin Grimes
0: isn't for the Knicks, but that is a, for another day to... Uh, worry about that so my last um related question before early way too early predictions now when it comes to the west it's very tight race the Mavs Nuggets Jazz Clippers Lakers Grizzlies and Blazers are all within one or two games with each other again this is we're recording this before Thanksgiving we have a lot of NBA to go but out of these teams that I mentioned, do you think um, any of them are worthwhile? Who's going to run away with it? Who's going to be falling? Whether it's the Mavs and Luca, or the Nuggets and Yogic, um, the Jazz starting Nuggets to fight with them. Uh, I don't, I, look, what do you think about? I the think the teams that teams are those?
2: most likely to fall off are Dallas. I, I look. I don't like Jason Kidd as a head coach. I don't think he's a good head coach. Um, I unless and. I I Luka's taking a step back this year. I think empowering Porzingis is the wrong move. I think Porzingis is overrated. Yeah, he's um, gotta go. Uh they're more likely to step back. Memphis is probably likely to step back, but it depends on what they do with Jaron Jackson Jr. Like his his uh I mean they got Dylan Brooks back, but that's that's fine. Um the Lakers look the issue with the the Lakers is really just health. They'll they'll figure it out if they're healthy. Um Denver will be like in it. Utah is still going to be solid, they're like they're not—they're not going to win like the title, but they're still solid. I mean, Denver, Denver, like really, the the ceiling for Denver will be what the fuck is going on with Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> like he is old man back, and it's 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 coming to bother him. And you know, at some point, he's going to have COVID issues because he's not vaccinated.
0: Yeah, and we've seen the players. Yeah. So God forbid go they they sneak
2: into the finals. I have to play the Nets. He can't show up in any of those games. How about the
0: Clippers without Kawhi um
2: oh, still yes. holding their roles? Is there anything to that okay. you think? Just think <laughs> <No>. it, <is. laughs> it doesn't matter. I have zero trust that Paul George could lead it to you in, the, in the in the playoffs. He did it for like two and a half games. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think their ceiling is like the Western Conference finals, which they'll probably lose if they do make it that far.
2: They but, would have to get really assuming, long. They would have assuming, to play like Dallas and Denver. For that I time. know, and, and that's assuming that they get past Phoenix or Golden State as well to get there too, which I don't think they're going to. Yeah. So, yeah. or they'd have to play Portland. Portland could drop off too because, first of all, Dame's playing like shit, and secondly, he could be like, "I'm out." Like they traded they, for they, tra- right. they traded for Larry Nance Jr. They're not even playing. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, um, but their young guys are doing okay. They got some decent young guys for sure. And um,
0: like you said, I'll, I think. As the months go by, we'll have a better gauge of how things are going. But, oh, all no, all, this first month of basketball has been really interesting. And as we wrap this up. way more parody. Yeah.
2: Would you like to elaborate on that? Like, like, like before this season started, it was kind of like, okay, Brooklyn's going to win. Like, that was that was the concern. It was probably going to, Brooklyn was going to win. And, and it just was, it was just like, it kind of brought us back to like those Golden State years when they just won every year. With KD, but like there certainly appears to be the teams that were closer. And maybe that's because of injuries and COVID stuff. But there seems like at least the middle appears to be more exciting than it's been in a while.
0: Oh, especially. Yeah, that middle. As I mentioned, those teams in the West all separated by one to do games. The East is pretty, even for the most part, at least they have teams over 500 with all of them. I think um, it's going to just be a lot of fun to watch. And when we talk about weights really to predict NBA finals again, I'm going to stick with what I said in the preview podcast with a Warriors Nets finals. Though so as we're recording this, they're having a finals preview right now. And, you know, Warriors are
2: winning by 27 in the fourth quarter. So <laughs> that means nothing. They're like, like when they play used to play the Cavs all year, like they would occasionally blow them, blow them out on Christmas. And exactly. It's like irrelevant.
0: It, could, it it um. It's just early season woes and stuff, you know. Um, but I'm still gonna stick with that Warriors and Nets finals. What do you guys say? Are you gonna stick with your? I can't remember. Did you, I think Bucks and Suns was that somebody said that. I think that was I probably Lakers. You said uh, who? I,
2: said, I think I said, I said rematch.
0: Okay. Bach with the uh, Bucks and Suns. Do you still?
2: I still think the Bucks are going to make it. I'm um, I, I just thinking I would switch my, my pick to the Warriors now. <laughs> okay. Okay. What do you say, Alex?
3: Yeah. I mean, I had Lakers, Bucks, I believe, at the beginning of the season, but I'm not ready to get off that because I think that the Bucks will still be there. But I, I'm actually ready to, assuming that Michael Porter Jr. gets his shit together, I'm ready to ascend and and lift Denver into that conversation.
2: Perfect. I mean, they're going to be in the conversation next year. Like, well, I think they'll be there this year too. And it just
3: depends on the, it depends on the timetable for Jamal Murray too. I haven't yeah, even. That's why that. definitely next year they're going to be
2: like, yeah, they're yeah. going to be at it. Yeah. But this year is this, like, this is going to be one of those years where it's like a weird, like it kind of like uh, when the Raptors won, it's not inconceivable that like a, like a, a team that's not really the best kind of sneaks its way in and wins. Yeah, because a lot of there's a lot of like uh like turmoil with the top, like there's like it's it's technically feasible that Philly could win. Like if if MB, they made it in the finals, Embiid decides fuck you, I'm going I'm going 2001 Shaq on everybody for two straight months. It's not inconceivable that they could win.
0: Yeah, I just hope it doesn't happen that way, <laughs> but. It's like we all talked about a lot of basketball to go and we're going to enjoy each and every second of it. Is there something I miss? Anything else want to, um, any you guys want to add? No, 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 we're all right, cool. Let the game, well, let the games continue. Let the games continue. Alex, yes, I think sir. you, that's a perfect way to sign off here, but again, don't forget to check out David Bach on fresh faces, new idea, new ideas on Twitch. Anything exciting coming up for the end of the year buck
2: with you? Um no. I I mean I, I maybe I'll do, if I get invited to panels and stuff but you know I still do it I shifted to doing later schedules. Um it's been working more. Uh I'm going to have to try to figure out a little bit uh, how to change my stuff. I think I'm going to start doing a little bit more debate review because uh politics is kind of getting a little dull for this this month. I mean it, there'll be still be stuff next week in the as we try to figure out how to not crash the economy more. But you know. (laughs) (laughs) Then definitely
0: we'll follow you the way through again. Check out Fresh Faces New Ideas on Twitch. On Twitch. Fresh check out Fresh Faces New Ideas on Twitch. And Alex with the Going Places Artists Collective. Don't forget to check him out over there. Any uh, updates regarding that or anything you do? By the way, you have to check out his portraits of Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Gwen Stefani of No Doubt and her solo career. Yes.
3: So we're continuing our partnership with Max Deli. We're going to be having artists in there all the way through the new year. And then we have our first show since COVID shut everything down next year at ART Studios, a tattoo shop that we're collaborating with in Hartford. We'll
0: keep you updated on news with that. All right. right, we're well, looking forward to it. All right, guys, I'll see you all check in. We'll check in next month. We'll see if our predictions are holding up or we have some new things to pivot and talk about. But until then, that's David Bach, Alex Renelio. Thank you so much, gentlemen. And I'll see you very, very soon. Take care, gentlemen. Let the games begin or continue. Peace out. Peace. I can never get tired of talking NBA with those two, especially David and Alex. Thanks again. Don't forget to check them out on their endeavors and platforms as well. Fresh Faces New Ideas for David Bach. Check them out on Twitch. Going Places Artist Collective on Instagram for Alex Rinellio. I mean, seriously, 10 years from now, these two are going to be big deals. They're going to be rich. They're going to keep making this world a better place. I love and appreciate them dearly. So thanks again, David and Alex. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations Podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show on Productive Conversations Podcast.com. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at Pride Convo Pod We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So we will be off next week for the Thanksgiving holiday. We will be back on Monday, the 29th of November and we're going to be doing shows for the rest of the year from here on out. And yeah, next next month is going to be quite a big month. As I mentioned, there's still big moves to make. You might be seeing major changes within the show, but the show is not going anywhere and these changes are only for the better. And once those shows become official, you know I will be letting you all know about that. So, let's enjoy this Thanksgiving holiday. Remember why we are celebrating this holiday? 2021 has been a roller coaster year for a lot of people. And just remember to count your blessings on this Thanksgiving week and Please remember what we're celebrating for the holiday season as that approaches. But there's a lot to be thankful for. There's a lot to be excited for. And remember, there's somebody who gives a damn about you. There's somebody who loves you. There's somebody who's thankful that you're around, including me. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and I will see you all very, very soon. Happy Thanksgiving, and don't forget to check out on your friends and family. Love you all. Peace!